Thank you for joining us today for the Conform to Christ podcast, where we seek to engage the mind, affect the heart, and call people to follow Christ. My name is George Mays, and here with me is Jay Jones. Hello, George Mays. It's free for all Friday. It is. I think today's going to be a true free for all Friday. Yeah, I think so. I'm looking at some stuff, and I was having to, was having to yeah. compose myself before the intro. Yeah, some out there stuff today. Yeah. We will be creating content in real time. That's what I told you. <laughs> We're creatives now. Are we? Yeah. Creatives. <clears throat> well, before we jump in, George, I got something special for you. Oh I got something special for you and for the people. Oh, boy. All right? Um, what is what is that? Oh, no. What is I got that? a little surprise for you. What is happening here? I don't know what's going on. <clears throat> George, yeah. let me tell you what, buddy. When you told me that you've never had sushi. Oh, no. I said, <laughs> all right, we're fixing this, and we're going to fix this on air. Oh, no. On air. We're fixing this on air. So not only did I go get some sushi, but, uh-huh. man, they uh, they got me with the suggestive shopping. What is that? Some cheesecake. Oh, my goodness. I ended up with that. Just gra- we made just grass and cheesecake. We'll have to save that for after the podcast. But okay, let me tell you. All right. George, so where is this from? This is from Homeland. Okay. okay. Now, you might be where scared. The- <laughs> you might be scared because you think sushi- That's where all good sushi comes from, Homeland. Sushi from okay. a... Uh, from a grocery store, uh-huh. but let me tell you what, George. I, I'm. This is politically incorrect warning. Okay, if you're easily triggered, it's time to turn it off. Because when I go into a grocery store and I see a Japanese man making sushi, uh-huh. I'm like, I'm all in on that. Okay. <laughs> right. Yeah. When I heard there was sushi yeah. at Homeland and I went to investigate, uh-huh. I said, there's no way I'm eating sushi from Homeland. Not a chance. Yeah. But then when I saw the dude, mm. this is legit sushi, bud. Okay. All right. In fact, I went in there today <laughs> and I talked to him. He said, what are you looking for? And uh, I won't do the accent because I'm not that culturally inappropriate. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. But I said, well, here's what I got. I got a guy who's never had sushi before. Because uh-huh. he's got like level one through four sushi in there like some stuff that you, you're going to want to get into. Okay. I said, he's never okay. had it. He's kind of scared of it. So how about just like, I don't, I don't see it around here, but what about just like spicy salmon? This is like beginner sushi. He said, I'll make it for you. Okay. He made it. So he made it. So this He is made this like 15 minutes ago. Okay. For you. Wow. Okay. By hand. All right. If you want, if you want the sushi, I don't, I don't trust them, them white folks making sushi. Yeah. So right. this is the place to go in Lawton. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm when my when I go food, I go full on politically incorrect. Okay, right. I, I want some good barbecue in Kansas City. I'm looking for the blackest dude ever to make my barbecue. <laughs> okay, okay. All right. And hopefully, some of his sweat will fall in on my barbecue <laughs> while he makes it. <laughs> right. And if I want German food, George. Yeah. <laughs> I want. To be kind of offended by the by the waitress because uh-huh. I know she's authentically German. Okay, <laughs> okay. Like I, she needs to be a little bit mean to me. Yeah. So I know my German food is legit German food. Okay. I want it made by a German. Yeah. Right. <laughs> this is this is the way of true food. I'm teaching you. Okay. Okay. All right. <laughs> Don't get caught up in political. <laughs> you want to be politically incorrect. Is anyone ever going to see this episode? 
<laughs> I don't know. I'm just. Te- I'm just. I keep it real on here. I. I just. Yeah. Speaking real truth. Okay. You All know right. what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, I do. <laughs> I'm trying to teach people. Uh-huh. Right. I want people to enjoy the good things of this world, and God has built in diversity. Right. Right. So I don't want any sushi made by some white guy. Okay. <laughs> okay. I want the real. The real thing. Yeah. All right. <clears throat> and you're about to get the real thing right here. Okay. So what is this that you're putting on it? This is a little soy sauce for you. Okay. I know you're you're probably your palate's familiar with a little soy mm-hmm. sauce, right? Yeah. So here you go. All right. Now I'm gonna do that. We've become a, <clears throat> a culinary podcast now. All right, George. I'm gonna pass Just branching it out. You don't have to go and I'll show this. Look at it. Look how per, look at look how artistic this guy is with this stuff. Here we go. All right. George. All right. You, what you want to do is just put the fork in, put one whole one in your mouth at one time. Okay. It's live on the podcast. The, the this camera, is ex- the camera is going to be on me the entire time. You got to experience new things, George. Get that. Move this a little bit. Oh yeah. No one wants to hear me chewing. Huh? George, you're surprised, aren't you? Uh, tell us, tell us what you think about it. You got to describe it for the listener because some people aren't watching; they're listening. All right. That, well, I'm sure they're really enjoying this. <laughs> oh, they are. <laughs> oh, that's that's really good. All right. Okay, you won me over. I did. Yeah, I knew. Oh. I knew it would. You just have to get past the initial okay. shock of like, "Hey, I'm about to eat raw meat." Uh huh. Because that's raw salmon, right? <clears throat> it's good, right? Oh, that's good. Yeah. Yeah, it's really good. I'm going to have some, too. You're going to have some here. Oh, yeah. I'm having one. All right. Here you go. That's that's the good stuff, bud. Don't be shy. <laughs> mm. mm-hmm. Welcome to Free For All Friday, where you guys just get to watch us eat. <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> now, I know you you guys, if you're listening, you're like, Homeland, I got it. Just go in there. Talk to the guy, and you'll see he's the real deal. That's good stuff. <laughs> that is good stuff, friend. We'll save the cheesecake for later. So what do we got today, George? While I'm eating, you can tell me. You can tell me what we got. All right, that's pretty good. Uh-huh. Uh, I knew it. All right. All right. Yeah, that's good. What is this? Uh what is is this spicy mustard? Is that what that is? I don't know what I don't know. That's seaweed and rice and some type of, yeah, some type of spicy drizzle, mustard okay. mustard or something. I don't All know. Right. <laughs> is, that was, is that wasabi right there in the there corner? There is wasabi, is wasabi in the corner. Right if you want to put a little on, make it a little more spicy. A little. Yeah, yeah. Just a little go a long ways. I, I remember the first time I had wasabi, and I thought I was going to pass out. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, this looks good, and just stuck a... <laughs> Stuck a spoonful in my mouth. You gotta be careful. Like I was getting tunnel vision. (laughs) That's how bad it was. That's hot. Oh yeah, that'll clear your nose. If you got a, if you got a, if you got like a nasal, that will clear. That will clear any bad memories you have from like the last ten years. (laughs) Eat enough wasabi. (laughs) Will it make me forget the last three years of COVID? (laughs) That's right. Yeah, I think this is what the. uh, I think this is how you fight off COVID, isn't it? Have a bunch of wasabi. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, while uh, while Jay and I are chewing on here, I'm sure everyone is really glad they tuned in today. Mm-hmm. Um, some videos have been surfacing, and they've been making their rounds. Um, these are from years ago. One one of them was 2018. I think the video I'm about to show you is from 2015. I don't know where these have been my entire life, Jay. <laughs> to tell you the truth, I know there are a few things. Like I I, I feel like we have a pretty good handle on the weird videos that are out there. Mm-hmm. Like in the church worship stuff, you know? Like there's a lot of really weird worship, uh, <clears throat> especially like singing. Yeah. And where did this come from? Where has it been hiding? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, this is from Church of the Rock in Winnipeg. Leave it to those, uh, I don't know, leave it to the Canadians, I guess. Maybe to, that's why. Maybe. Um, I guess every year for Easter, they put on a show. Now, in I, you know, I grew up Southern Baptist. I'm used to cantatas. The choir puts on you know, uh, a show. There might even be some drama with it, uh, but nothing like this. Mm-hmm. Well, let me just show it, and then we can talk about it. I'm, I'm j- I just don't even want to set it up. Am I turned up? Okay. Yeah, you should be up. All right, let's watch it. Okay, Doc. All right, time circuit's on. Back to the, back to the future theme. Uh-huh. Engine running. Let's what go, Dizzy. World? We're ready. We're ready, Doc. What? <laughs> so <laughs> stupid. <laughs> oh, please, no. I just, I can't handle it. <laughs> George. Oh, it gets better. Let me, uh, George, let me find this other one. Hang on. You got to describe to the listener what we just saw. Okay. So we just saw the, uh, we just, <laughs> we just saw um, the scene in Back to the Future where um, Marty is trying to get back to his present. Yeah. He's and, trying to hook up the <clears throat> the cable to the clock tower. yeah you got so doc doc is trying to to make sure that the lightning strikes the clock tower yeah. and, and it powers the flux capacitor and, and yeah takes off for some reason doc is in the car and i guess marty is on the clock um it's in backwards. this one it's backwards but when uh when the lightning strikes and the the delorean um takes off yeah uh back to the future um marty on the clock he uh acts like he's jesus yeah he like puts his arms out like uh he's been crucified and the lights go out yeah right so weird dude oh but there's more jay there's a little bit more gotta show a little bit more the same place the same place same same uh same easter they must have a lot they have a lot of money because they had like lightning on the stage they had like a tesla they had fire fire, yeah yeah a tesla coil (laughs) or something you know those tesla coils that make the lightning go they Uh they had one somewhere i don't know all right, this is even better though. It's the same. It's the same thing. I'm assuming this is the end. Uh, make sure that the volume is up so that we can hear this. And uh, here we go. They're dancing. Maybe. There we go. This man was ice cold, placed in the tomb to save soul. This son for them hood girls, the whole world straight masterpieces, teaching about sin, forgiving the lost in the city. I mean, let me let me just put a little plug for some diversity in your church. 
if they had had some black folk in their church, <laughs> they'd have been like, guys, this is a bad idea. <laughs> this is a bad idea. They, that's, but this is Canada, right? I guess I guess you get a bunch of Canadians, and this is what you get. <laughs> so. Oh goodness! I don't know. It's so cringe. So cringe. I'm kind of I'm doing slow mo through the uh, through the video, and the dancing is on point. It's super duper cringe, man. It's real good. This is real. <laughs> like who who sits there? How do you sit around and think like, hey, here's a good idea for Easter. <clears throat> Let's uh, dance to this song. I don't know who who is that. Who is that sings that song? I don't even know. I don't know. Uh, I'm, gonna, I'm looking it up. I want to. I gotta look this uh, up. I want to go back to the screen. I want. I want everyone to just focus on the guy who's playing Doc right back there. Like that's the worst. <laughs> that's the worst wig I've ever seen. When, <laughs> this was this year. Uh, no, that I th- song I think is this recent. Was, I really. I, yeah. I thought that I saw it was 2015. I, I could be wrong. Maybe. <clears throat> Well, anyway, there's more. Um, there's one from 2018 with the Avengers. Uh, they did one for uh, the Lion King, and uh, they did one with Toy Story, and uh, <laughs> they are all really, really bad. What are you looking up here? I'm trying to see who uh, who sing the song. Trying to figure it out. I, I don't know. Yeah. The song is... Um, where is it? Uh, oh, they did... Uh, it looks like they did Pirates of the Caribbean also. Yeah. Um. So, anyway. There's a church in Winnipeg that uh, puts on these... Easter programs every year, and I I guess that's oh no, no no I guess that's what they think is this song uh, is Uptown Funk. That was Uptown Funk. Yeah, was it really? And I just yeah as I as I Google it, <clears throat> I say what is this song about? This person writes it's entirely about selling coke. Oh, nice, very nice. There you go. Mm-hmm. That sounds like we should do that song for Easter. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> Seems like a good, great idea. Uh-huh. Right. Um, yeah, so this is They're just what, redeeming the song, George. Is, uh, They're just redeeming all things, aren't they? I guess. Yep. Um, so I, I don't really have any any commentary for that. <laughs> if, if people have been listening to us long enough, they know how we feel about that kind of stuff. <laughs> Uh, here's the, uh, the Avengers. Here's the Avengers one. I won't, I won't what, play the video, is, but there's, what? there's the <laughs> Tony right. Stark is, you just right. try to describe what you're saying. Um, how can you, Tony Stark it? is, um, he is on a, a beam, beam, a construction, and, beam. uh, I guess he's supposed to be the Jesus in this scenario. Uh, Loki is there, you know, the Loki costume is not too bad. Yeah. But uh, those, I guess those are Ultron bots. I don't know. But I don't know what they are either. Maybe they're Chitari. That's real bad. They're Chitari. <laughs> no, they're, Chit- they're Chitari. <clears throat> those are the that's Chitari. Real, that's real bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've got confused uh, confused Black Widow and Thor, and I guess it's Captain America, and then some lady in a 
in a business attire. <laughs> <laughs> who is that? I don't know who that is. Um, yeah, George. Here's so what, this is what uh, this is what they think is going to uh, glorify God. The hey, most. when when will uh, this type of thing die? Like I figured it was going to be dead. Like it's. I thought it was dead. Like this super attractional like f- model. You know what I mean? But it's still kicking, dude. Like we've we it, have it here in Oklahoma with the uh, the movies. But that's a summertime thing. They usually don't right. do do it around Easter. It's like a it's a whole it's a whole month, isn't it? It's like uh the church at the movies, it's like a whole month. <sighs> yeah, something like that. Mm-hmm. Life Church does it. Yeah. Um goodness, I I don't know. I I can't with the way that the culture is going I cannot see this kind of, of church model lasting much longer. I don't see why. Because this is really corny. Oh, yeah. I mean, this, this is real bad. Uh-huh. <laughs> and um, I just can't see people taking time to go and see something like this. So here's an, kind of another angle. You know, and there's uh, no there's no depth there's no depth. Well, that's what to I this. that's what I'm getting at, right? Like, say you're uh, not a not a Christian, maybe, and you're like, man, the past three years have they've been terrible. Yeah. Um, I'm looking for some type of answers for, like, I've had, I've su- I've had a lot of suffering these past three years. You know what? I think I'll finally go to church. <laughs> and it's, then, it's Easter. This is you know I really feel convicted yeah. to go to church. And then uh, instead of getting answers and hearing the gospel, you get Tony Stark uh, up on a constri- like a piece of uh, debris hanging up, like he's. Or you, Jesus. or you get this. I haven't, I haven't seen this one. Let's watch this one. I haven't seen this one. This is Pirates of the Caribbean. Oh no! I, I this is not the same church. Can't be. This is the same church. I have not yeah, seen this. I don't. I don't know what we're about to see. This is what happens when like uh, the drama team takes over your church. Yeah. All right. Hey, have, oh, whoa, is that really Johnny Depp? <laughs> Look at him. How far he's fallen. <laughs> it, it actually looks like they Disney, got him. Disney fired him uh, because of all this uh, abuse allegations, and, and <laughs> now he's doing Does that not church, look like church him, of though? the Rock uh, in Winnipeg. Okay, yeah. let, me, let me play this. Right. Let me play this. Maybe. Then what do I do with Jack? String him up! String him up! <laughs> so stupid. Oh no, please don't. So Jack Sparrow has been strung up on the mast and like, uh, he's the, like he he's being is crucified. being crucified. So on the, <clears throat> on the Black Pearl? Yeah. No. Um, yeah. Mega. <laughs> really, really dramatic. Dude, mega cringe. Mega cringe. Wow. So this is one. This is what happens. It when, is uh, finished. <laughs> Did you hear me? What do I do with Gather yourself, man. <laughs> Who? Who in this church's musical leadership was like, you know, when I think of the cross, <laughs> I think of Jack Sparrow. Yeah. <laughs> <That's>... 
the uh, we might need to move on after that one. <laughs> well, here's what it is. I mean, if if you're wondering, like, what is this? How do, what do we make of this stuff? I mean, it really is very simple. It comes down to um, a belief by them. Now, they probably will not even come out and articulate it in the open, right? If you sit down with them at a table and discussing their view of like what their beliefs are about Scripture, they're not going to come out and tell you, well, you see, George, I just believe the Scriptures are insufficient. Mm. Or they're not going to say to you, George, well, you see, I just believe that the gospel itself proclaimed and and, and preach to a sinner is insufficient to save somebody. They won't ever, they'll never say that to you. But what they'll do is they'll put on these shows with Jack Sparrow and, you know, the Avengers and, you know, Marty McFly. That is a demonstration that no matter what they would say to you, you know, about what they believe, what they do demonstrates what they believe. Right. And so what they're doing on Easter demonstrates. They don't believe the scriptures are sufficient. Yeah. They don't believe the gospel is the power of God to salvation. Mm -hmm. Paul says, I'm not ashamed of the gospel, it's the power of God to salvation. Well, they think apparently drama is the power of God to salvation. So they, out with the the preaching of the gospel, in with the drama team. Yeah. Um, This is the new new rhetoric. Yeah. This is the, so in Paul's day, in Especially in Corinth, but around around Greece, um, these uh, these people would go around and they would practice rhetoric. And we talked about this. Mm-hmm. Um, when did we talk about this last week? Maybe so. We might have talked about it a little bit. Um, we talked about them using rhetoric and how it didn't matter if what they said was true. It yeah, was I think just, it was just how it was just how they said it. Could, well, they, I, could they convince people? I don't know that we talked about it on the podcast. We definitely talked about it because we were talking about a particular pastor's Easter sermon where he uh, made like several actually incorrect biblical statements mm-hmm. like that Jesus, or that, that the angels knew what was going to happen right. with Jesus, right. that Jesus knew exactly what it felt like to be crucified beforehand. Uh, again, like these, these are theologically wrong statements, and we were discussing how. Well, why do people that you know we know are um, able to understand and grasp the scriptures? Why do they stay and tolerate it? Mm-hmm. And you said, and we talked about it. The rhetoric, right, right. they're there for the rhetoric. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't think we had that discussion on here, but that's definitely true. That this, this is kind of the thing. This is what you see. But this is what Paul is dealing with in Corinth. Um, there are people in the Corinthian church who look at Paul and they they listen to him and they say this this is not impressive. Mm-hmm. This is not the kind of rhetoric that we're used to. The, this is not what we are interested in because they were interested in um, the world's wisdom, the world's power. What does the world find attractive? What does the world find convincing? And Paul says, "I'm, I'm not going to have anything to do with that." Right. The, and I think that these words from First Corinthians chapter one apply to this, to mm-hmm. these churches that put on these shows that try to attract people. They're trying. They're co-opting secular songs and they're putting bad <laughs> Christianized lyrics, uh-huh. like cheesy Christianized lyrics, to them. And I think that Paul would say the same thing to them. 
<clears throat> it says, for Christ did not send me to baptize, but to preach the gospel and not with words of eloquent wisdom, rhetoric, right? lest the cross of Christ be emptied of its power. For the word of the cross is folly to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. For it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise and the discernment of the discerning I will thwart. Where is the one who is wise? Where is the scribe? Where is the debater of this age? Has not God made foolish the wisdom of the world? For since in the wisdom of God, the world did not know God through wisdom, it pleased God through the folly of what we preach to save those who believe. For Jews demand signs and Greeks seek wisdom, but we preach Christ crucified, a stumbling block to Jews and folly to Gentiles, but to those who are called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ, the power of God and the wisdom of God. For the foolishness of God is wiser than men and the weakness of God is stronger than men. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I think that's exactly what's going on in these churches. They think that they're wiser than God. They think mm-hmm. that they're wise. And so how are we going to draw people in? And if you do the Avengers one year, you're going to have to top it next year. Yeah. Like you can't do Avengers again. People mm-hmm. have already seen it. So you've got to do something else and you got to keep, you got to keep doing something more. Um, and all it does is it gets you away from just the clear, plain, powerful preaching of the cross. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Eventually you got to crucify actual man. <laughs> hey. Right. They do that in some countries. Yeah. Everybody goes to watch. Well, you can you can just look up some of the things that have been done. Um, there's, I mean, we've seen Ed Young Jr. He's uh, you know preached a sermon series on um, marriage, and him and his wife were on this bed up on top of the church. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, he's driven like a, I think he's driven like a Corvette out on the stage i've seen motorcycle tricks um there's been churches that have turned their auditoriums into bull riding arenas Mm. um and uh, you didn't believe me you just kind of threw it out in jest but there is fight church yeah yeah like pastors fight each other cage fighting yeah um, so George, maybe we uh, shoot. A, maybe we we'll, we'll top them all and shoot a gun in church. Oh yeah, we can put a target up there. Uh huh. And uh, we'll have to put up like some ballistic, uh, some type of ballistic material behind it mm. to protect the city. Yeah. But we will be cutting edge. That's right. And probably a hundred people will get saved. <laughs> yeah. We'll hand out earplugs when people uh-huh. come in. Yeah. We'll say these earplugs are not for the music. You know, yeah. They're for a little surprise. Yeah, I mean, there's churches that do, ha- <clears throat> they do hand out yeah, earplugs because of the music. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe we'll hand out sushi, and I'll shoot, <laughs> and I'll shoot a gun from the pulpit. <laughs> huh? Yeah. You got to think outside of the box, George. That's just, that's I what guess your so. problem is. I guess so. Yeah, if we're going to, if we're going to top, uh, the TIE fighter <laughs> church down the street. We're going to have to do something. <laughs> well, we don't have to do anything. Our church just, I'm our just, church, I'm just our waiting church to just see. Grows, our church just has been growing for like, yeah. uh, and I think it's just going to continue to grow because people are, people, when people start to like have problems in their life, that stuff, that stuff is not what they want. They mm-hmm. want to come here. They want to come here. What God's word has to say about something. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, things like this, things like this with, um, you know, these corny, 
just bad bad costumes and this corny you know crucifying tony stark and crucifying jack sparrow what this does is it's communicating to the audience we think you're dumb yeah we don't we don't think that you can sit still and listen to a sermon for 45 minutes or an hour mm-hmm. so we've got to give you this yeah um we've got to we've got to do you know I would not doubt. I would not doubt if there's people munching on popcorn in the congregation oh, I'm sure, while this I'm is sure, yeah. while this is going on. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's saying to the people, "We don't think that you're you're ready for this. The word of God isn't enough." There's a big difference, you know. It comes down to. It always comes down to who do you think God is? Is God? Are we here to worship God, or are we here to put a performance on for man? Like, is this what we're doing on Sunday for you or is it for man? Now, I think worship, and I think it's correct, is for God. We're worshiping God. We get a great benefit from that because what we're doing is what we were created by God to do. And we want, it's not that we don't want non believers to be present, but when they be, when they come, like if a non believer comes to our church, our goal is that they would be struck by a sense that. This is something different from the rest of their entire life. Yeah. So they come, and I think I think mission accomplished. You come to our church. Why are Why are they praying so much? Why they're reading the Bible? Like no one reads the Bible in church anymore. You know what I mean? Like we have a dedicated time to read the Bible. Like and we stand up, but to honor, mm-hmm. like you would stand up if a king came in the room. Nobody's going to sit down. Well. Hear the word of God. Stand up. So you should be. You're struck by like this is something different from everything else in my life. And then hopefully they get a sense of the majesty of God. Right. When I visited R.C. Sproul's church uh, shortly before he died, I told you before, but the listener may not. They may have never heard this. There's a there's a, a section like everybody talks. You know, like before church starts, you're in your pews, whatever. Somebody gets up, they say, "We are about to worship." the one true living God. Please observe a moment of silence. Mm. And everybody gets, it's like so quiet, super quiet. For like two minutes straight, there's nothing but silence. And they tell you in the bulletin, that's there so that we can leave our regular life and prepare to enter into the presence of God together. Yeah, It's very powerful. Uh, But again, that's not what you get at ninety nine percent of churches, yeah, um, it it goes back to uh, the the text driven Tuesday, immature Christianity, mm-hmm. and uh, the churches. I mean, th- this this ultimately falls on the pastor. Mm-hmm. Like, why is the pastor not saying we're not crucifying Tony Stark <laughs> on on this Lord's Day, right? Right, um, but immature. Immature pastors who are giving milk to immature Christians, it keeps them immature. They do things like this, and then um, COVID hits, and the government is shutting churches down, and they're arresting pastors, and what are these Christians going to do? Mm -hmm. They're probably not going to stand. They'll they'll probably crumble. Yeah. Yeah. Um, when uh, when you're on your deathbed or someone close to you has cancer and is on their deathbed, what do you want? Mm-hmm. Do you want to reminisce about how corny these uh, Chitari costumes are? 
remember that time we crucified Jack Sparrow? <laughs> or do you want the comfort that only comes mm. from the gospel? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, for the next segment, George, how about we talk about the idea of a mind virus? Do you ever hear this? I have heard it, but I don't know. Uh, I don't know very much. Well, we will discover together. So, mind virus. First time I ever heard this was uh, actually Elon Musk. He used. Uh, he described um, wokeism as a mind virus, and actually a harmful mind virus that's it's detrimental to society. Um, so, if you're not familiar with the idea of wokeism or what it is to be woke. Um, I think the best way to describe it would be a unhealthy obsession with the things of race. That the idea of race is your grounding foundation for the way you look at everything in the world. And in America today, uh, wokeism is that everything is driven by white supremacy. Mm-hmm. Um, I sent you something that's a kind of a good example of what it is to have your mind infected by the wokeism virus. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you did. Uh, I think it's one of the best in recent memory. Now you said you you uh, you responded. I, I responded to you, and you responded with, "You can't get any dumber than this." Yeah, and I, 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 to- always- and I told you to stop saying that because mm-hmm. the woke mob is taking that as a challenge. Sure. So, so one of the things. What's what's really dumb about the whole thing is that, like, you can care about things like um, if you see any dis- if there are any disparities, and you begin to investigate those and develop um, theories as to why these things may be, um, that doesn't mean you've gone woke. Some people will use it as a thing to say, "Oh, you're woke." I, I don't buy into that. Right, like I've looked into some of the things that really bother me, like, and I've told you before, like I'm sensitive to veteran things, mm-hmm. right? Um, one of them being after World War II, black people were not able to utilize. There was some type of program that enabled vets to buy homes, mm-hmm. and it's a fact that they kept black people from from being able to utilize that, mm-hmm. and I think that's immoral because I have biblical reasons to condemn it, right? And so I can look at that and say, well, this is not right. Now, some people would say, hey, you're woke. Like, no, I'm not being woke. I'm just trying to look at the data and see what happened Mm -hmm. and see, hey, are there there ways that we could try to even try to remedy that now today? That's not being woke. Here's a good example of what it means to be woke. Are you ready? Well, I've already seen it, so, okay, okay. I, so I know what's coming, but right. I don't know if anyone else is ready. This lady, now this was this was tweeted out by Chris, um, I can't remember his last name, um, he is All Things Theology Podcast, he's a Reformed Baptist, um, I think he's a rapper as well. <laughs> okay. Have you seen some of his stuff? No, I yeah, guess not. No, he, he is. Okay. Yeah. All right. He, he, he released that song called I'm Black. Hmm. Like and it was total mocking. Okay, he was mocking all of the uh, all of the woke people. Okay, I, and no, he, I don't. Oh, think he, I, he made them mad. Oh, okay, all right. Yeah, he's a he reformed Baptist. He's so he tweets this out, and that's why I saw it. This lady says, "White people culturally appropriated suicide." Mm. Of course, <laughs> <laughs> my eyes are wide open. Now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> White people culturally appropriated suicide. For some cultures, it was a respectful way to ensure life ends on a high note and not die of old age 
Now it is taken by white, depressed teens, and it is made to be something completely different. Mm. <laughs> and I said, like, like we can't get we can't get any dumber than we are right now. You know what I mean? It's so bizarre. Um, yeah. <laughs> but this is what he, I think this is, you know, this is the type of thing that Elon Musk was talking about when he says it's a mind virus. Yeah. Like it infects minds mm-hmm. and then it spreads to other people. So I kind of started investigating this idea of a mind virus because, you know, we've talked about it on here. I, I think transgenderism is a mind virus. Mm-hmm. It's a social contagion that yeah. has spread rapidly over the past just five years. Like it's bonkers. Even um, homosexuality. Uh, all of this stuff, past 10 years, you go 10 years with that, it's a rapid spread. Mm-hmm. So I was kind of intrigued. So I kind of looked up mind virus, and I found out uh, the mind virus idea was coined by Richard Dawkins. He's an evolutionary biologist. Um, so I thought maybe we would just talk about it. Now, he <clears throat> he kind of was, you know, his specialty is genetics. So you know how a gene is replicated through the body. Mm-hmm. It is reproduced through, through, you know, your DNA reproduces and your genes spread. So he came up with this idea of a meme. So like a, 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 a it's like, an, it's the idea, uh, it, well, it's the idea of how an idea gets transplanted into a mind and then replicated and spread to another mind. Okay. People have been critical of it. Um, like on scientific grounds, like I guess sociologists and stuff, but he he came up with it with the idea to to use as a weapon against religion because mm. he said religion is a mind virus. Okay, so I thought it'd be interesting for me to read these to you, his uh, descriptions of how religion is a mind virus, and then let's discuss if it actually holds any water. Mm. But then what I think is interesting is how. Now, just because he tries tried to come up with this idea to use against religion, I don't know that he's necessarily wrong on way things like wokeism have spread and transgenderism have spread. He's been critical of of uh, like the transgender stuff, hasn't he? I don't know. I'm pretty sure he has been. Uh, I I'd have to look up a, a particular instance, but I, I'm pretty sure he's been criticized because he hasn't bought into mm. all the woke. <clears throat> Book stuff. So he'd call people like me and you, and probably most of you listeners that uh, believe in Christ, that are Christians. He says we have a mind virus, okay. and he calls them faith sufferers. Like <laughs> you're suffering from a virus, George. Okay. <laughs> um, so here's what he says. Uh, here's some components. He says it's um, it's impelled by some deep inner conviction that something is true or right or virtuous, a conviction that doesn't ne- doesn't seem to owe anything to evidence or reason, but which nevertheless the believer feels as totally compelling and convincing. You got that? Impelled by some deep inner conviction that something is true or right or virtuous, a conviction that doesn't seem to owe anything to evidence or reason, but which nevertheless the believer feels as totally compelling and convincing. Mm. So you don't have any evidence. Right. Or there's no reason or logic to why you believe this, mm-hmm. but nevertheless, you feel it's totally compelling and convincing. Mm. Yeah. What do you think? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would say that um, he's got a secular right. interpretation of what faith is. Uh-huh. 
I mean, the idea of faith is uh, for the world in general is there is no reason, there is no logic, there mm-hmm. there is no there's there's no evidence that I should believe something, but uh-huh. I'm going to anyway. Yeah, I always think of um, that uh, that scene in um, the Last Crusade. You know, Indiana, uh-huh. Indiana Jones is he's trying to get to the uh, to the Holy Grail because his father's been shot. He's yeah. got to get to it. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, and he comes to this chasm. Uh huh. And uh, he's told that you got to walk across it. Right? Uh huh. Yeah. Well, there's no, there's no, like he will walk off into oblivion, mm-hmm. right? Well, when he walks off, there's an invisible bridge, right? Right. That I think that's how the world <clears throat> views faith, right? Like there's no evidence, there's no reason, and um, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna. It's called the leap of faith, right? Um, I think, uh, I think Kierkegaard maybe coined that mm-hmm. i could be wrong um but uh that's not the biblical that's not the biblical definition of of faith mm-hmm. faith is the assurance of things hoped for mm-hmm. like we're not we're not hoping for something that we that may or may not be there that may or may not be true we have assurance that it is true mm-hmm. and we believe what we've been told. Right. Right. So it's not it's not an inner conviction of something that we have no reason to believe. Mm-hmm. There's no logic. There's no evidence. Um, we have plenty of reasons. We have plenty of evidence for why we believe what we believe. Right. Um, and topping the list would be the resurrection. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. So that'd be that'd be my first yeah, my first answer. Trustworthiness to that. of scriptures, mm-hmm. um, how yep. they can stand up to scrutiny like no other text. I mean, you've got you've got a guy who is believing that everything that we see and hear and taste and touch came from absolutely nothing. Well, that's what I was getting ready to get to. I was getting ready to get to that. I, it's like he's blind to the fact that, <laughs> right? If you want to talk about what is most logical to believe, right? His worldview fails at the most the most important mm-hmm. the, the place of origin, right? He cannot account for why there is anything at all. Yeah. If the explanation is that everything came from nothing, that defies all logic. Right. That that is not a logical answer at all. And not just that, the origin of biological life. Mm-hmm. Even if you like, okay, let's step into their evolutionary theory. You can't account for the beginning. Right. They still can't account for it. There is no scientific explanation for how life began. Yeah. They don't have one. They have to believe it just happened. Now the statistics, people have run the statistics on the universe and the fact that we could just end up with a planet like this, with an environment like this and that life could just come from nothing magically. Yeah. And the statistics are astronomical. Like beyond ridiculous. Right. So to where any reasonable person that is using and he says reason would um, would reject it, mm-hmm. but yet he holds to it firmly. Yeah. So I would say he's been infected by a mind, I have vi- got mind to, virus. I've got to look up who said this. They said something like to believe that everything came from nothing is to believe the same. It's the same level of logic as believing that a magician can pull a rabbit out of a hat, except there's no magician and there's no rabbit and there's, there's no, no hat. hat. Yeah. 
Sounds like something Sproul would say. It does sound like something that, that Sproul would say. So I'd say Dawkins has been infected with a mind virus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. According to his own standards. Right. <laughs> and of course, obviously, this this applies to the LGBTQ mu- movement, mm-hmm. which I've told you of, of in years past, I read a lot, a lot of literature about, is there any evidence for that if you're, are you actually born gay or not? Um, but transgenderism... It, it is in direct conflict with even that belief. Yeah. The whole thing is in conflict with itself, but mm-hmm. transgenderism is clearly a mind virus. Yeah. Obviously. Right. So here's the second one. Ready? The believer typically makes a positive virtue of faiths being strong and unshakable, despite it not being based on evidence. Okay, just more of the same uh-huh, what we just right. talked about. Yeah. There, then third, there is a conviction that mystery, per se, is a good thing. The belief that it is not a virtue to solve mysteries, but to enjoy them and revel in their insolubility. To which I would ask him, uh, where are the transitional fossils? Yeah. <laughs> right. Isn't that the big mystery for sure, yeah. for, for Darwinian evolution yeah. is that over millions and millions of years, there's been small, there's been small little evolutionary steps mm-hmm. that lead to um, interspecies evolution, right. and they say, "Well, there's, there's, um, like, uh, there, there's the the fossil records will show that there's transitionary yeah. fossils. There has to be, yeah, right. You you have to have those fossils of the in between. Mm-hmm. Where are they? Where are they? That there are none. Mm-hmm. There are none." And, um, and even the ones that they have thought they found, like uh, the different the different kinds of of uh, um, from like Cro Magnum to Homo sapien, like all the like some of the transitions, a lot of those have been proven false. Yeah, I think they've they find, they've uh, recently said that Cro Magnons were just they're hu- humans. <laughs> yeah. Um. Also, Cr- Cambrian explosion. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It's a mystery. It's a mystery, guys. Uh, I mean, they they have been no, saying they that. have no explanation for it. Yeah, Dar- Darwin himself said, "If they don't solve the Cambrian explosion, my entire theory is void." <laughs> yeah, so here we are. But he's still he's. I mean, it's the it's the tail wagging the dog, right? Mm-hmm. Like he's he's going to hold on to this theory with just the assumption that well they'll you know we'll figure it out mm-hmm. instead of waiting for the evidence to. Uh, to, to prove the theory right and as uh, still going back to the very beginning how can something come from nothing mm. there's Th- a, well there's got to be some kind of mystery there's got to be some kind of mystery how time and chance can produce anything and it, a, it it contradicts all logic you know the, the mystery today and in, in there and there in in for geneticists is how does dna know how to operate right so mm-hmm. your your dna actually folds on itself in time. And so the question is, as as the DNA is doing its thing, how does it know when to fold and when to unfold and when to link together? Mm. Like, where is the DNA getting its information from? Yeah. It's just a mystery, George. It's a mystery. Yep. It's a mystery. Now, they'll continue to look for it, but it'll be like uh, trying to create life in a bottle. Mm-hmm. They'll never get to the bottom of it. Right. And all right. E- even if they did, they would. They'll just say that all, all they would be able to to prove is that intelligent life can create life. Yeah, George, <laughs> that's, that's all that they can do. George, as Dawkins would say, we're probably just seated by aliens. Mm. That's right. Um, 
All right, here we go. More. Uh, there may be intolerant behavior towards perceived rival faiths. In extreme cases, even the killing of opponents or advocating of their deaths. Believers may be similarly violent in disposition towards apostates or heretics, even if those espouse only a slightly different version of the faith. That's a mind virus. Mm. Definitely don't see that in wokeism. You never, you never see that uh, with uh, you know atheists like right. Dawkins. I know <laughs> he's never, he's never, uh, he's never attacked. Never um, religious people, people uh-huh. that he disagrees with. Yeah, you don't see it in the in the woke community at all, or it's, yeah, or in the LGBTQ movement. Uh-huh, never, right? Yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> now um, that's not to say that there's there hasn't been violence. I mean, there's violence in religious groups for right, sure. Of course, um, the whole the whole conflict over in um, India and Pakistan is, um, in some part at least. Um, the product of conflict between Buddhists and Hindus and Muslims. Sure, I mean th- this behavior you go, you that go to he the Middle East. I mean, there's th- yes, there is there. This can be true of religion, but it's true of a lot of other. True things. of a lot of things. It's, it's just right. true of human behavior mm-hmm. in general. Yeah, rival tribes. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, people don't need a, a, any excuse to do this type of thing to each other. Yeah. Why? Why do those? Um, why do those that tribe on that island mm-hmm. off of uh, off of India? Why do they just kill anybody that gets close to them? Yeah. Well, I guess they have a mind virus, Jay. Yeah. All right. The particular conviction that the believer holds, while having nothing to do with evidence, are likely to resemble those of the believer's parents. I think that's a that's a decent. This is a decent description of the type of religion we don't want our kids to have. Mm-hmm. Like, like we don't want our kids to have the same, like, to believe the same things we do, just because this is what my parents believed. We want one day for their faith to become their own faith, right? Um, but at the same time, God has built into the family this role of the parents teaching the kids. Mm-hmm. So. I, I do teach my kids right. my faith. Mm-hmm. I do want them to believe it. Right. Um, but so is Dawkins. Right. Yeah. So I'm, so are woke parents. I like this is just the way that God has designed the world. The, the, the yeah. role of parents is to teach their kids, and the what are they going to teach them? What are we going to teach our kids? Are we going to teach them something contrary to our faith? Of course not. Well, if, but you have to own it. You sure. do have to own it. Well, they, they do have to come to a place where they say, this is, I believe it because my parents taught me, but I don't only believe it because my parents taught me. Yeah, well, I think one thing to observe is this, like you said, this obviously is just um, what happens, because are we really to believe that the uh, the child of atheist parents right. are free from this? They just get to go, right. no, I am just an uh, observer of all things of, <laughs> right. of the world. We're all neutral. Yeah, I'm an observer of all things in the world. Yeah, right. they don't they're not going to grow up with a uh right. with some type of prejudice toward people that have that believe <laughs> yeah. things, that have that yeah, have faith. Yeah, it's it's yeah, this is just the way that the world works. Yeah. All right, if a believer is one of the rare exceptions who follows a different religion from their parents, the explanation may be 
cultural transmission from a charismatic individual. What do you think of that? So your kid grows up and becomes a believer of, you know, Buddhist or something. Mm-hmm. They're, they're a Buddhist, so they encountered some charismatic leader mm-hmm. who convinced them. Yeah, I would say all he's doing is observing the pattern of how most people right. latch on to ideas. Mm-hmm. So not not necessarily this idea of a, of this mind virus, which I got to read more about it because apparently <clears throat> people have been very critical of it. In the secular world, have been critical of his mm. understanding of the way ideas are transmitted. He's just observing how ideas get transmitted. Right. A lot of time there is a charismatic leader involved. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. Think Billy Graham. Mm-hmm. Uh, why do people like Mark Driscoll's church so much? Well, it's because he was a charismatic leader. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. So you had people, you know, latching onto that. Um, but to say that this is a characteristic of religion alone yeah. is dishonest. Well, well why do you, why do you, uh, so many, why do you, so, so many professing Christians go to college and then right. become uh, secularists? Yeah. Become atheist. Mm-hmm. Well, because they, they may have encountered a charismatic teacher. And they were impressed with that teacher, and that person had a great deal of influence on them away from their parents. So it applies. It goes it goes either way. Right. I mean, that would this would probably apply to Dawkins himself mm-hmm. as he as he lectured on on his uh evolutionary biology at Oxford or wherever he is, how many professing Christians did he convince to become atheists? Right. Maybe he's a perpetrator of a mind virus. That's right. <laughs> right? Maybe he's spreading it. He's yeah. a contagion. Uh-huh. So anyway, this is just uh, interesting to think about, mm-hmm. I thought. I thought maybe we could just discuss it. Yeah. Um, the way that the secular world and, and Dawkins would look at it. But what I do think is interesting is how it can capture the phenomena, some of the phenomenons we see on how um, some of these things are spreading. Yeah. Uh, so quickly through culture. Right. Mm. Um, well, something, uh, something, some news broke yesterday. Do we have time to discuss it? Yes. Okay. We got it. We have to talk okay. about it. You <laughs> just right. talked about a mind virus, Jay. <laughs> right. Biden's administration is, uh, is going to wage war against those mind viruses. Oh, oh. Jay. What do they, what do you got? Biden administration creates disinformation governance board under Department of Homeland Security oh, no. to fight misinformation. Oh man, that is so bad. They they are actually they actually read 1984 and said this this, this sounds good. <laughs> this is a great idea. That's the Ministry of Truth. Yeah, we got the Ministry of Truth. That's the That's Ministry being, of Truth. It's man. being yeah, it's being set up. Here in America, that is so crazy. Yeah, it has to be disinformation government governance board. That's got to be dismantled immediately. Misinformation. So the Department of Homeland Security is setting up a new board designed to counter misinformation related to homeland security, with a focus specifically on Russia um, and irregular migration. What? I don't know what that means. Migration. Irregular migration. Um, the uh, the the person who's put in charge is um, oh goodness, where did that come from? 
where did that come from? Okay. Um, the person in charge is Nina Jankowitz. I put her information up there on the on the screen. Um, so she's going to head the board as executive director. She previously was a disinformation fellow. <laughs> Can't you imagine having that as your job title? <laughs> Um, at the Wilson Center, advised the Ukrainian Foreign Ministry as part of the Fulbright Public Policy Fellowship and oversaw Russia and Belarus programs at the National Democratic Institute. Mm. Guess what she thought was uh, was misinformation? What? The Hunter Biden laptop. Oh, uh, shocker. Wow, can't believe it. <laughs> yeah. Um, so this should be interesting. This should be really interesting to see. That's what dangerous, man. That that happens. is a dangerous thing. Yeah, I think that Hunter, but uh, the Hunter Biden laptop thing ought to show the world how da- how absolutely dangerous that they can be. They want to be able to engineer. They want to be able to engineer what the the narrative is for the public. Mm-hmm. That's what they're doing. Right. Think of it exactly like that. How you would have uh, some engineer would create a bridge or something. They want to be able to engineer the way the public thinks. Yeah. And that's how they did with the Hunter Biden laptop story. Uh, of course, Twitter was involved. Uh, Facebook, too. I mean, they uh, they suppressed the truth because well, we know it was the truth now. Right. Well, but they suppressed it it's as amazing. It's amazing how we were told that um, social the social media was not influencing the election. Uh-huh. And now that Elon Musk is buying Twitter, everyone's like, "Oh, freedom! Freedom of speech is right. um, under attack." Right? Um, it's, it's so bizarre. But uh, did you see how many Twitter followers people? Oh, got, I saw that. Yeah, just uh-huh. in the past two days. Yeah, like uh-huh. it's like they turned a switch. <laughs> it really is off. That like they had put on a switch uh-huh. to suppress and change the narrative of yeah. the. They were again. They were engineering mm-hmm. the way people thought right. by shadow banning and by killing stories. And now they turn. It's like they're like, oh, we got to turn the switch off. Right. And then boom, people's followers just blow up. Yeah. Yeah. So keep an eye on the disinformation governance board because it is the beginning of your uh, ministry of truth. Yeah. Um, popping up in America, one of the I was looking at some of the responses to um, this Nina Jankowitz's um, announcement that this was going to be her new job, and one of them was, um, "It's highly likely that we'll have a Republican president in 2024 and 2028." How many of you are going to be as excited when the Republican president um, installs their that a new head for this disinformation? Right. Um, like. It anything like this is by nature going to be biased. They need to just yeah. Need, it's gonna, it's be, not going to be neutral. Whoever 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 the president is is going to is going to put this person in place, and that person is already going to hold to the views of the president. They're not going to be neutral. This mm-hmm. this this kind of stuff is no good. Whether it's Democrat or Republican, it's no good. It needs to be yeah, you're done right. away with. Mm-hmm. Very good. So. Yeah. yeah, I just wanted to just wanted to make you aware of that. Thank you. Jay. Yeah. We're going to be labeled disinformation pretty soon, I'm sure. And they'll have to put you through reprogramming. Yep. They'll have to put us in a reprogramming school to make us think correctly. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wild stuff. They're well, going to tell you, Jay. The Ministry of Truth is going to tell you that uh, going to 
a white guy from Nebraska is where you're going to find the best sushi. You just no. wait. You and just wait. You just wait, brother. You and just wait. You'll be going to to a re-education camp. And they'll re-educate me, and I'll come out believing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Some truths just can't be changed, though, George. <laughs> you know. Yep. You got three over there left. I see. Well, I didn't want to. I didn't want to. I didn't want to pig out. All right, well, let's shut this thing down. How about that? Okay. All right. Thanks for listening today. Free for all Friday. We like to have a good time. Hopefully, you had a good time with us. Hopefully you were able to think through some things, gain a little bit of a better way of thinking about things from a biblical worldview. That's our goal. And our hope as we go through this, have a good time. Help us to become more conformed to Christ. See you next time.